I spit it like no other. Word to all my real peeps and my little brother. Word to Slick Rick and word to Deep Cover. Word to that play at GQ. Word to Mother. Hi, welcome to the Black Guys Tales Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And today we got a special guest in the studio. Woohoo! My man GQ, he's a local MC that's trying to blow up and he's definitely putting it down. I've known him for a long time. Say what's up to the people. What's going on? What's going on? It's GQ, chilling with my man Sweetwater Tavola, aka the Black Guy that Tips doing it real big. <laughs> they don't Y'all even know that. <laughs> they don't know that. That's how, that's how far we go back. <laughs> they don't even know about the Sweetwater Tavola. Tavola. As I sip on my Sweetwater India Pale Ale. They need to send, they need to send you some money for that. Hey, what is it about uh, after you like work out and you don't eat and then you drink a beer? How come one beer gets you drunk, dog? Because I was, I took a beer before you came over here. I'm like, let me just drink one real quick to get hydrated. I was fucked up in the shower, man. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess it's got something to do with you know you you working out, you losing all your hydration and whatnot, so the body just. Need something, man. When you get that beer to it, it's like extra. Sucking that alcohol, y'all. Man, I was at the gym today, right? Doing my second job. And, um, I seen these, it was like a bunch of kids in there playing ball. And these, like, two young white girls came in there. And they wasn't even dressed to, to work out or nothing. Like, they was dressed like they was going to the club or something. And they was only, like, 15, so you know they daddy dropped their ass off. Yeah, white, white girls dress to get you arrested when they go to the gym. Exactly, like, man. So, right, so, so, like, they playing ball. Not the girls, the dudes, they playing ball. And the girls go over there and start playing with the dudes, like, throwing the ball around, wrestling with the ball, wrestling the dudes. I got this flashback, man, like, when I was young, and I was like, I think I was always scared to mess with white girls, man. Like, out of, out of pure... I think it was Native Son. Y'all remember that novel? Y'all ever read that novel? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I looked this shit up on, uh, I looked this shit up on Wikipedia. Cause I was like, like I had a brief flashback. I was like, I remember, I remember Richard Wright's Native Son. I read this shit when I was real young. And here's a synopsis, man. The novel tells the story of a 20 year old, Bigger Thomas, an African American living in po- utter poverty. Bigger lived in Chicago's South Side. South Side? Ghetto in the 1930s. Bigger was always getting into trouble as a youth, but upon receiving a job at the home of the Daltons, a rich white family, he experienced a realization of his identity. He accidentally kills a white woman. I'm going to repeat this part. He accidentally kills a white woman, runs from the police, rapes and kills his girlfriend, and is then caught and tried. That's a pretty good night, huh? Yeah, he, he was wild. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to kill, Bigger shouted. See, what had happened was... (laughs) But what I killed for, I am. And I must have been pretty deep in me to make me kill. And, right, so I I don't remember him saying all this shit. I just remember that the novel, I remember him fucking with this white girl. And then she was tripping at... Oh, the plug right there. But, um, I I remember him tripping or whatever. And, like, she got drunk or some shit. She was partying. So then he had to kill her by trying to, he was trying to keep her from laughing. So he took a pillow, put the pillow over her face. Oh. Yeah, while she was like, you know, trying to go to, like, trying to giggle or whatever. Because he didn't want the white people that live there to know that he had got their daughter drunk or some shit like that. Wow. Oh, he just thought they would think something was up. Okay. 
and he smothered her to death. And I just remember thinking like, man, I'm never messing with white girls. This is what happens. So I had a flashback today. I saw them playing with the little white girls, and I was thinking like, no, nigga, don't do that. You get fired in. Like, <laughs> your slave days is coming back. What's going on? Like, I was trying to warn them and shit. Like, I felt like I should have stepped in and been like, no, man, you can go to prison, but... Uh, you know, I came. My, my better head prevailed. I was like, man, I'm tripping. That's kind of that's kind of like that movie uh, where the, you know the four white girls they're playing a practical joke on a girl, put the put the ball in her mouth, yeah, and suffocated or whatever. Just a horror movie or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm think like I, I don't know. I had like a flashback, man. Like it was 1950s again or some shit. Like, oh man, y'all about to go to Mexico Beach y'all or some shit. And it was, like, I just freaked out and then I came back to her normal self. Like, man, it's 2010. This shit normal. They got, you know, cameras around and shit. Anyway, enough about me. Let's talk. We're going to interview my man GQ, man. Like, like I said, man, we've we been knowing each other for a long time. My first job out of college, we worked together. Man, we used to be up in that bitch cutting up. You know what I'm saying? We used to fucking. Not not to mention all the days when you come in from the club, fucked up, half half awake. I'm sitting there probably talking your head off, and we we'll go in the room. It was a good team. It was a good team. It was a good team. They dog. gave us the bullshit job, you know. They one of one of the things we had to do was go in and, and check like a couple hundred thousand checks and send them out. And you know, it used to take us about all day, Eight three fourths of a day at least. Yep. And they were like, you know, what's taking out so long? Why don't you come in here and check it? You know, see <laughs> yeah. what. See what really goes on. So yeah. they came and stayed by, you know, two, three hours. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, we yeah, this, this is gonna take a bit. Yeah, man, that was crazy. It was it was a crazy job, man. They was trying to get rid of us first of all. Then they couldn't do that shit, so they was like, here's a shitty job. And then they used to try to write us up for like, every little thing we did, like anything. It was like, oh, you came in a little late today. We need to write you up. But we did start a movie. Yeah, we did start a movie. That's uh. It'll get finished one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the outline is done, you know, and the, the title and all that. You know, so the, and we listened to Dave Chappelle, mm, Dave Chappelle. Uh, Andrew, Di- Andrew Dice Clay. Like, we listen to stand up like every fucking week. Yeah, oh yeah. Every fucking week. We listen to never stand up for like eight hours every week. I wish Cat Wiz would have been on. Yeah. When we were at Merck. We I would have had it, I would have had this whole thing memorized by now. I still oh, yeah. got pieces of all know. I, I memorized him. What was the what was the Latin dude? The, uh, Iglesias, something Iglesias. He, he did the he did the, the he did the voices. You know yeah. what he call it? He did the servant dude. He did the servant dude. Then he did the movie guy. Yeah, yeah. Like in a world. And he's talking about uh, he's talking about uh, uh, R&B is four black guys with their shirt off standing around saying, "You remember what we talking about?" Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, R&B, you know yeah. Yeah. Like, R&B is four You're black guys. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Lay you down. Yeah. yeah. That was our shit, dude. We used to fuck, man. Good times, man. We never got shit done on that day. But we used to be up in there, man, working hard. Uh, or, you know what I'm saying, hardly working out, you want to put it. But um, then we, uh, my man, you know, he was rapping the whole time. I wasn't even rapping yet. Like, I was still fucking around with my brother, like, rapping in the kitchen type shit. And um, so I was like, you got a studio. And I remember the first thing we did, I started going to your crib. And we were rapping the walk-in closet. Yeah, and I used to fucking be in there freestyle for like two hours making bullshit up. Uh-huh. Doing, and, and then after every, after every like tape. Wearing a coach jersey. Yeah, wearing a coach jersey. Or some other. Like I used to have mad jerseys. I probably had. I had Minnesota. I had everybody. So um, he would, he would come in 
Like, I, I would fucking freestyle some crazy shit for like five minutes. And then he would come in and be like, is that good? You want to keep that? And I'd be like, nah, man, let's keep going. it. <laughs> Everything we laid down was like the 12th version of that verse. It was crazy, man. But, um, anyway, um, I just wanted to ask you some questions about, you know, because you kind of blowing up a little bit. I seen your Facebook page. You going to the Grammys. Yeah. I seen the picture with Nelly. You know what I'm saying? I seen the pictures. I seen the pictures with the people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, you can get pictures of Carowinds though. You know, so but we we trying, man. We trying. It's, you know, it's staying home ain't you know ain't paying no bills yet. You know, so yeah, I definitely hear that. But uh, same thing with this podcast. It ain't paying bills yet, but it feels good to do some shit you love. Oh, I know that's yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? Sponsorship is coming. Sweetwater, you heard it. That's yeah. why. Sweet, <laughs> Sweetwater, Indiana Pale L. Get on your grind. Yeah. Get on your grind. This is the sweetest shit I've ever tasted. I know. We're looking for you, CEO. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's go ahead and do some interview questions, man, before we get into the news. Um, racism and rap. How does this shit work? Do you feel like racism and rap is reverse racism? Not that. I hate that term, reverse racism. Because people always be like, reverse racism, that's when shit turns out bad for white people. But it's still just racism. It's just racism towards white people. They make it sound like racism always supposed to go from white to black. I'm just saying this racism at any time. But the, the, we're going to use the uh, general meaning of reverse racism. You feel like it's reverse racism against white people because basically it's, it's not got down to what? Like Eminem, this new dude out of Boston. Um, I remember Sparks, you know what I'm saying? My dude from North Carolina. But it's like they always get marginalized to like, man, that white boy can do blah, but it's never just like, yo, that motherfucker can rap and this that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I don't really, I really don't think about it. You know, it's kind of like, you know, obviously there aren't that many white people in it, so that would be the first thing to say. Kind of like, um, I don't know his name, but uh, the new American tennis player. Yeah, black guy, I don't know his name. Yeah, yeah I know. Really yeah, then that hockey player. You know, so you just say that because I don't think it's any, you know, racially motive. Right. It's just like, like, like I play hockey, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. a white guy right you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It just, it just, you know, just throws people off. But, you know. Because, I mean, I remember we went to uh, Detroit. And, oh, I used to rap. I don't know if this is clear enough for the people on the podcast. Hey, I wow. used to rap. You got you know the mixtapes. Email me. We can get you some bootlegs. <laughs> Check the podcast and upload it. Yeah, I need to upload that shit one day. For Look people. at my face. Yeah. Volume <laughs> one. Volume one. Look at my face. <laughs> But uh, I used to rap, man, and um, like it was, it was like back then, like I just was doing it because it was cool to do. I didn't really know that much shit about it, but I just wanted to say some cool ass shit. But um, anyway, we went to uh, Detroit that time and we performed in the concert. I think we was off Nine Mile. We was like one level below where Eminem was. We were staying off of Nine Mile. Actually, we performed in a casino in Greek Town. Yep. Yep. Oh, I still remember the verse about that shit. Um, so like we uh like we actually um we actually performed and like even up to that point, like I always liked GQ's music. That was the thing. Like even when he was like, man, I don't know this shit. I'm like, this shit hot, man. What the fuck? And, I, and I'll be on, I'll be on shit first. I was on Dave Chappelle before that motherfucker was famous. Yeah. I was on Fifty Cent before that motherfucker was famous. Like I'll be on shit first. So I'm like, this shit hot. G Unit, yeah. I'm like, this shit hot. I know what's hot. Now I can't really get everybody to agree, but I think eventually 
the motherfuckers here, they'll be like, yeah, this shit, that shit is hot too. And I remember being like, a little bit, like, I felt like, kind of insecure, like, man, if he don't believe in his shit, you know what I'm saying, like, he don't believe that the motherfuckers gonna feel it, then we go to Detroit, like, how are we gonna perform, blah, blah, blah. And this motherfucker got on stage. It was like the panties came down. It was everything. <laughs> it was everything itself throwing the drawers on stage. No bullshit. Like, and that's, that's and that's like how I always felt. Was like, man, it's a demographic for this music. Mm-hmm. But motherfuckers right now are just so um, marginalized. It's just like. Your shit, your shit goes in this category or it goes in that category. Look, and that's it. I mean, back then that was when Eminem, what when he just blew up, blow, you know, he had been hot for a minute, but he was still young in it. And you know, everybody in Detroit, you know, that was into that scene, they had seen him, you know, grow and blow up, you know, overnight or whatever. So they knew it could happen. Right. You know, so they, you know, they're like, you know, listening to pay attention. I'm like, yo, this dude might be the next one, or this dude might be that. You know, uh, the other dude from Detroit is with chaos. You know, he had a good following, so yeah. they know it can happen. You know, whereas, you know, I think sometimes, you know, here in Charlotte, you know, it, you know, people like on some, you know, well, you ain't doing shit. Yep. You know what I mean? That was so, actually leading me to my next you know, question. So I mean, not that you know, if you, so it can't happen overnight. Right. Obviously, you know, so Cat Williams said, you know, if you don't. It's the grind, you know what I mean? They don't see that, they just see the car and everything, but, you know, it's, uh, so it was different, you know, doing the shows up in Detroit, you know, I, I don't remember the panties getting thrown. No, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, pretty, it was pretty moist in the front row, dog. I think, I think Spoke might have reached out and touched a couple yeah, of hands. Yeah, yeah. Spoke, yeah. yeah, I think Spoke got all the, called all those. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little, shout out, a little. Shout out to Spoke. Yeah, shout out, man. What up, dog? Long time no see. Um, shit, speaking of a long time, no season. Didn't John B make that song? Soft Spoke, John B. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, they're kind of close. But, um, anyway, man, so, ever my, like, just being in Detroit, I'm like, wow. Like, it, it's amazing how much they support music. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, they, these people come out, they came out to a, a bar on, I want to say it might have been that Thursday. I can't, I don't think it was a weekend yet, but... I want to say it might have been like a Thursday. They came out to a bar after we had drove, what? We drove many. Yeah. Drove many. Highly recommend switching off every two hours. Yeah. I listen to Eminem's. uh, Matter of fact, to this day, I still fuck with Eminem's like four CD harder than any of his other CDs. And people be like, that shit is whack. Man, I listen to that shit so many times on the way to Detroit, you can't tell me nothing, dog. That shit is dope. Um. So anyway, man, we he performs, we perform, everybody's feeling it. I'm like, yo, it's, it's on. Like, I'm feeling like we can do something with this music. Get back to Charlotte, like, oh, okay, we got another concert. I guess I'll go ahead and do that. Thumbs down. Our town, and this is the question I'm actually like, how is it being an artist from Charlotte where they don't really support local artists? Now that you on beat with that type of, like, mentality of, this dude's about to blow up, and we gonna put him on the map. Not just New York gonna hear this shit and they gonna like it, but it's, he's gonna be our hometown hero, and people gonna come from far around to hear this shit. How you feel about that? Um, well, I think people are, are trying to do more now than they used to. I know, uh, uh, you know, Power 98, the radio station, they got their Saturday morning program. You know, they play like one. Current song somebody's already on, and they'll play like a local K 
cat, you know, and, you know, stuff like that, you know, that, that always helps. That's actually my favorite uh, show of the week. Um, but actually, the demographic in Charlotte is uh, it's made up. It's just all my opinion. It's made up of people that are from somewhere else. So I mean, you could be talking about music, you could be talking about restaurants, you could be talking about clubs. Oh, the DJs are better in Miami. Oh, the clubs are hotter in New York. Oh, the clothes are better in LA. You know, just because you know, not that many people are from here. Yeah. You know, so it's a little, you know, so it's a little tough. Everybody's like on, you know. That hometown pride ain't really. It, yeah. Ain't really there like ATL. Oh, exactly. And I lived, you know, I lived in Atlanta for a year. I actually lived in Atlanta right when uh, Young Jock's going down. Right when that was blowing up, and it was probably the heights of Atlanta's. You know, emergence and whatnot, and the the and the A team, Griffey 2K, Akini, uh, Beyonce, all them. They had like an open mic night at a uh, place called the Royal Peacock. James Brown performed there. You know, back in the day, Ray Charles. Everybody was anybody. So, so you know, it's a legendary spot. Actually, uh, Block found Young Jock. You know, in that spot. So everybody would go and. You know, again, kind of like Detroit. You know, they had seen people get on and make it. So you yeah, know, where they listen a little more different than than you know other people. So I mean, it was it was just crazy to to see how excited everybody was about the music and you know everybody you know ACL ACL people were moving from other cities to Atlanta. Yeah. Just you know just because you know it's a hot spot. So it's really, I mean, truth be told, to to. And nowadays, especially with the economy, to get on, so to speak, uh, you need to, you know, to be on the radio, to have the videos, to be doing all that. You have to have the marketing money. Well, unless you have a big-time investor or hit the lottery, you have, to, you know, you need the marketing dollars. But they're not going, they're not, they're, they're not going to sign their name on. They're not going to give you that money unless you already sell it. Right. So you know, so you almost got to do it yourself. So, Basically, before they you know, do you don't, you got, you know, you don't need them unless you know, you know, hey, yo, here's my CD, it's hot, right? You know, they probably get a hundred thousand hot CDs a week. You know, here's my CD, it's hot. You know, I sold five thousand by myself last week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jeezy, that's yeah. you know, that's how he kind of got. I mean, in the land, when I lived in Atlanta, you hear how everybody got on and what they did. And Jeezy, you know, he, uh, you know, rumor has it, he got his CDs and barcoded them. You know, of course, he had, you know, a little more money than, yeah. than the average bear, you know, getting yeah. how he got it. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And then he actually, so exactly, he actually, he either purchased or had people purchase. So, uh, they were scanning his CDs. He's like, look, yo, well, somebody buy this, scan it. So, he turns around, you know, to get the money. It's on consignment. He gets the money right back. You know, people in New York, you know, in Atlanta's hot. They're looking, oh, this dude sold 25,000 CDs. That's right. You know, so then that's how. So you have to be, you know, you have to, you know, do it yourself or be able to do it yourself. And with the internet now, it's a big, you know, CDs. It won't be long. CDs will just be kind of like a collector's item. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you know, you have to, you have to get out there and, and work. You know, I mean, it don't come to you. That kind of leads into my next question, though. Like the internet, though, like in a way, ain't it made the game better in some to some extent because. Before it's like you really didn't have a chance if you was a like if compared to a dude on the label. It's like your only way to get on the label is to be that dude like his boy, like, oh he can hook you up. Yeah. But now a lot I see a lot of rappers like uh Fonte from Little Brother, uh Talil Kwali, 
like I see a lot of rappers actually going straight to the net like look fuck the label you can have the CD come see me in concert come you know what I'm saying that kind of shit what do you think about that I think the perfect example of the internet is uh, Soldier Boy uh, and whether or not you like his music, you know that's all preference. But you have to respect the business that he did. He had all of his songs. You know he he produces all of his songs, so obviously he's going to have all the, the rights to it. But he, you know, came up with a song, did a little YouTube video, you know, you know, promoted it, got it popular in Atlanta. He sold. I mean, it was a stupid number, maybe three, four hundred thousand downloads of that song by himself. So technically, he didn't need any label. Right. So, I mean, if you're trying if you're trying to do music and you're trying to get a deal, you 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 want to be that guy. First of all, they got people knocking on their door all the time. Right. You want to be that guy that they're knocking on your door. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. You know, a lot of people. You know, fuck that. My shit's hot. I make hot shit. I spit hot shit. Well, you know, right. everybody does. You know what I mean? So if when they come knocking on your door, when they knock on Soldier Boy's door, they're like, "Hey, we see you already doing this right here. You know, why don't you let us get in?" I mean, he, his first album, I don't know how many sold on the numbers, but I know he owned eighty percent of it. So if he sold a million dollars worth, yeah, you can do the math. So it's all about you know doing it. Now this is just strictly from a, a hip hop. I don't know how R and B works. I don't know how pop works. I like that. What's the new kid, Justin Bieber, the twelve-year-old? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. That song's unrated with Ludacris all the time. I see, it, I see him on Twitter. He got a Twitter trend. I don't really yeah. know shit about him. I don't really listen to. Yeah, like, I, I doubt. Him. I doubt he was selling CDs before he got on. You know what right. I mean? So it, it's different for different, different genres or whatever. But yeah. with, with the economy and, and money being the way it is, people are just they want to see. Like someone that I was working with told me one time, they. They don't want to, they want to score a touchdown, but they gonna wait till you drive the ball all the way to the one yard line, and then they'll go in with you. They gonna pull the Jerome yeah, Bettis. Yeah, they got yeah, they got if it's uh-huh. if it's already working, then they'll, yeah. then they'll go with it. So. All right, so I don't really follow rap as the like shit on the radio. I turned my radio off a long time ago. Yeah. Mostly, I I get my shit through downloads or through like friends I know shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't keep up on the rap news, man. What's the what's the current rap beefs, man? Because I don't even fucking. Man, know. I really don't even really. I really don't even you know. It, the only beefs I hear, you know, with the people on the radio talking about because I don't really, you know, I'm not a real big uh, beef guy. Yeah, uh, uh, a couple weeks ago or the other weekend, uh, my man No Limit up at the radio station, uh, T Pain was there, so you know he invited you know come through you know hang out and uh, and while I was there they were playing some Alpha Mega. Who I thought was signed to Grand Hustle got a diss song about uh, T.I. They were playing a little bit of it. He was saying some pretty rough stuff. But I really don't get into the to the beef. Yeah, I don't like it no more. Like I used to like beef when it was like two people kind of on equal footing beefing with each other. Like Nas, Jay-Z, LL Cool J, and yeah. fucking, you know. Like I, I used to get down with that because it's like, yeah. yo, these... These two dudes just trying to go at it. They might not really even like each other. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like motherfuckers trying to get on through beef. Like, yeah. I got an album coming out, and it's really just my mixtape, and it's one song long, yeah. and it's called Fuck Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be my first single. Like, who want to hear that shit, man? What have you yeah. done with your life to be able to talk shit to Jay-Z? I mean, everybody wants to see everybody wants to see Pacquiao fight Mayweather. You know what I mean? Right. They don't want to see, you know, Mayweather and... You know. Yeah, I don't give a fuck if you are Joe Budden. You're not gonna KO Jay Z 
on your murder music mixtape volume 12 i'm not listening to that shit man like at the end of the day he living life i see this motherfucker happy all day and i look at you and you got miserable ass mixtapes coming out talking shit about people on the top you just sound like a hater to me so I'm not, I don't really like. I don't really check for the beat. I'm, I'm like, I've always been like a club dude, you know. So yeah. I'm, like, I'm first thing I'm gonna check for is the beat, you know. And then I'm gonna check, you know, the hook, you know, whatever. And then see how it goes over in the club. And you know, that's I'm with that. That's, that's kind of what I like. All right. So the other thing I don't like, and I, I don't want to turn this shit into like what I don't like about hip hop shit, but because I love hip hop, but I bring this shit up, man, because I ain't feeling all everything in hip hop. Free, the fake freestyling, man. It's been going on for a minute, too. It's not like some new shit. This shit been going on for like 10 years. Like, what happened to the days when a motherfucker could really freestyle and it didn't really mean he had a whole bunch of prepared lines. It just meant that he was literally coming off the top of the dome. He could prove it to you. Like, you could point to like a table and he'll rhyme some shit with table. Or you could point to like the, the chair. Like, now it's like motherfuckers come in with some shit they done already put on their mixtape or some shit that's gonna be on the third track of their CD yeah. and, it, and it's just a verse man like I don't like like I know people like oh shit that was dope Drake dropped the freestyle then you go listen to it like, this shit ain't a freestyle it's a verse so it's a fucking difference man I don't like that shit man yeah uh one time uh Power 98 used to have a Summerfest, huge concert they used to have. Mm-hmm. Back when the economy was better, they had big major sponsors and they had yeah. good money. They used to bring in big people. Uh, they'd always bring in like old school and new school, so it's always, you know, in my opinion, the best concert yeah. of the year. Uh, KRS1 was there one time and he just, you know, he was playing. Everybody wanted him to play Sound of the Police. From the minute he came yeah. on, everybody, whoop, whoop, he just wanted to hear it. They wanted to hear it. <laughs> and he was going through his set. He's like, hold on, hold on. He's going through his set and he's like, turn the music off and it was one song. He's like, I'm going to start right here, and I'm going to go down, and I'm going to freestyle this whole thing. Whatever you want me to talk about, just throw it up in the air. So he started on the left side of the stage, and some of it, Verizon, I mean, that's a big stage. Yeah. He started on the left, and he just started going, and whatever people would throw up in the stage, he just would Holy put shit. it in, you know, something. So that's impressive, you know. Yeah, I saw Tyler Kweli do that. We went to, uh, the, what was it, Dave Chappelle, um... Uh, the block party. Yeah, block at Upland Auditorium. Yeah, that Erica Badu. <sighs> she's, man, what a great Oh, she's song. awesome. Uh, Talil Kweli, and then, of course, Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Talil Kweli broke out in a freestyle, played the fucking drums with Erica Badu, mm-hmm. and then and then she played the drums while he freestyled. Like, that's an artist to me, man. Like, yeah. to me, and it wasn't even that every line was all fucking crisp and you know, had a call back to seven lives before and shit. It was just the fact that they was creating music out yeah. of nothing. Yeah, that's I mean that's, that's artist lost. That's that's a definitely a special talent. Yeah. Uh, and I mean what's dope is like you don't everybody don't have to be able to do it. Like I was kinda like disappointed with the whole yeah. just come up with a verse you already wrote type shit because it's like it was better to me when it was like some motherfuckers can freestyle. Yeah. And some motherfuckers oh, walk yeah. in the studio and be like, yeah. nah, I'm good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do the interview. Because, I mean, really, I think freestyling and, you know, being able to do that, that, I mean, that's how, in my opinion, that's how hip-hop started. Right. So, it's kind of like one of those, oh, you can't really do this shit if you can't do that. Yeah. You know, some people can, some people can't. Um, but, truth be told, now on the radio, more so than it was back in the day, it's all about the hook and yeah. writing the song. Yeah. So, I mean, you can... 
like in my opinion a lot of people they may not like 50 but I think 50 writes some of the best hooks right so and if you can write yes. you know R. Kelly you know they, they, the hooks that they write what they come up with is so good that you know they can be out of the game and then drop that one song you're like damn so you know it's all that's a good it, point it's, it's the hook is more important like you can just for example you can go and listen to old just go and listen to old school hip hop music and there's not even a hook it's just yeah. a beat or primo will be scratching something in or mind playing tricks on them, you know yeah. just some, it's not even a hook to it yeah, you yeah. know you don't but now I mean the now hook the, the hook is the song I mean used to be 16 now I mean you gotta you know song that, three minutes that's know, a they, good point man cause people always talk about like hip hop and music it's fell off it's fell off it's, all, it's whack now I think we just getting older and we trying to forget our whack shit. Like we just trying oh, to yeah, be like, some whack stuff like to us when our shit, the shit that our parents would be like, that's whack. Mm-hmm. It was the shit to us. Mm-hmm. So like, Doo Doo Brown ain't necessarily a dope song as far as lyrical content or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I do remember going to the football games and when that motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do remember getting. I, I, I think the whole music scene is, in my opinion, is gone back to the eighties. Because yeah. if you yeah. look at if you look at how you know, white kids, black kids. You look at how people are dressing. Everybody got the mohawks and yeah, the tights, and you know what I'm saying. And like the, the music is, yeah, and, the know. music is all like, you know, it's, it's all, it's all club pop. Yeah. You know, it's all like dance and bounce and all that. I mean, Fergie, I mean, she remade Supersonic. Yeah. You know, how many people actually know that that was Supersonic? Now, you know not, I mean? not I mean, many. That might, that, they might actually think that you know. So it's all like, and uh, I'm not really into that. You know, like uh, that type of. Type music, you know, right. but once again, it's universal. It, it, yeah. It's money, you know. So I mean, you can, and I think it comes in cycles. I think it's oh, unfair, yeah. oh, yeah. it's unfair for our yeah. generation to look at this generation and be like, Waka Flocka, how you gonna listen to that bullshit? Yeah. And then be like, Yeah, I did listen to MC Brains, and you know, I did get that whole tape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's. I mean. Uh, Uchi Kushi is my shit though. Yeah, that's, that's it's my shit. shit. Yeah, that's my. It's my shit, but I, I can't it's all, in the, it's all in the beat, you know. And I guess it's just what style you grew. Um, if you yeah. grew up on the on that that type, you know, I mean, cause there wasn't anybody. I think Biz Marquis might have been the slowest yeah. flow growing, you know, back yeah. in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe Paperboy. Yeah, no. <laughs> Domino. You yeah, know what Domino. I mean? Oh shit, but Domino. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it all comes. It, what I think will swing it back out of this pop yeah. thing that we're in right now is if Dr. Dre would ever drop his album. Da, if Dr. Dre Dr. would, it, then I think it would be cool again to be fuck. We're gonna talk about that. I mean? well, the other thing we missing, man, and I don't think this is ever coming back because like shit is too good in America, and we all getting along for the most part. Even if you know the grown-ups argue over politics, but kids for the most part get along. We never gonna have another like public enemy, X Clan, oh, no. that type revolution where it was just like we gonna make it cool to be like fuck the establishment. You got kids at fucking twelve, don't know anything about yeah. the government and these motherfuckers rocking African medallions, talking about fight the power and it was because yeah. it was a cool thing to do. We'll never see that shit again because yeah. shit too good, man. I can't even picture somebody but, came out with fight the power today, man. Everybody be like, Why are you so mad? Fight what power? Yeah, what power? What power? My power is on. I got Duke power. <laughs> I know. One thing, one thing that I think Duke is crazy energy? is that how things, you know, in music that were at once seemed to be, you know, whack or you know, fuck that. Why? Ain't nobody yeah. listening to that. Like for instance, you know, 
you know, Ja Rule's thing was, I'm like, he's singing, man. What the yeah. fuck? I'm not hearing nobody Sound singing. Like cookie monster. You know what I'm saying? And then now, yo, you got Drake, you got, what's his, uh, T-Pain. Yo, oh, what's the, what's the, the Dwilight, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. what happens, you know, I'm not saying either, I'm just saying, how come all of a sudden now it ain't whack no more? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's funny, isn't you know, it? So people, you know, all it takes is like, like I said, one album, when 50 dropped his shit, you know, when Dre dropped the crime, you know, you yeah. can, if you look back on it, there's, there's one, that's true. There's always one album that gets shit changed. Biggie, when Biggie dropped yeah. his, you know, when the Fugees, Wu-Tang, I ain't no you friend, know. Dude, when I yeah. listened to Onyx the first time, Back the Fuck Up, like, I wanted to shave my head and fight everybody for like <laughs> six months. Was you angry? I knew all the words of that shit. Bro. I was like, hold down, shit, you ain't crying me. Uh-huh. be boy <laughs> Yeah, I ain't had no time for love or nothing. Shit, be like, hey, let's hang out. Bitch, shut up. But, uh, yeah, man, so <laughs> just complaining about music got me to looking at the Billboard charts, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing I noticed, man, like, almost every person in the top 20 has been around for a minute. Like, mm-hmm. we like to be like, oh, music sucks right now. Okay, does Monica suck? Because I remember Monica coming out when I was well, at I wouldn't necessarily say it sucks. I was just... You know, some people, some people love it. Some people yeah. just don't like the, you know, the state that it's, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not even saying, yeah. I'm just saying in general when people start bitching about music right now, especially the our yeah. generation, they start here pulling that, yo, this shit whack. Okay, so you didn't have Monica CD when you was growing up? Oh, you did? did. You had, okay, so you had to take it personal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she's number one on the chart right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Usher? Oh, he's been around a Usher new? Yeah. Usher ain't new. Uh, Robert Thicke is Sort of new, but he's been around for a minute. Yeah, now. he's had a few albums. Trey Songz is kind of new, but I like that song. They was on my name. Well, did, I, I do too. Well, did you hear talking about beef? Did you hear the song he did this and R. Kelly over the uh, DOA beat? I think I sent you the link to that. R&B people got, got yeah, and then R. Kelly had. A, you sent me no, you sent me R. Kelly's response, response to it. Yeah, the that album. shit was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. That, that shit was, was hilarious. Yeah, but, but no, the, you should check the song. It's, it's kind of you know. I can't I believe like, R&B dudes got beef. Yeah, I couldn't either. I was like, damn, but I can't co-sign R&B beef, dog. It's too much. It's too real when you like. But I, mean, I make the bitches pennies wetter than that's yours. What say. <laughs> <laughs> I make them drop quicker. But uh, Timberland featuring Drake. Timberland been around forever. Yes, yes. Another Rihanna song. Ludacris. Ludacris been around forever. Yes. Mary J. Blige and Ace. Yeah. Mary J. Blige been around Almost since twenty. What's the four one one? I don't. Yeah. She's been around you know, I don't know if it was close to 20 years. Back in the day, you didn't check for it, but to me, it seems like now on the radio they would play like 10 songs when they used to play more. more. Yeah. Maybe I just wasn't paying no attention. Maybe it's the same way. But, I think I listened to more. You know, honestly, like I listened yeah. to more radio. So like that one time they played "Passing Me By" by Farside. I would get geeked as hell not thinking I'm yeah. not going to hear Far Side for yeah. two more days. The mix shows are the, are the best because yeah. you hear those songs like, you know, we got the radio on at work all day. Yeah. And it's, I mean, they might play about 10 songs all day. It's always better when you hear a song that the DJ wants because when the DJ is on the fucking thing, he's trying to play what's hot, but he's also trying to get the shit that he likes out there a little bit. Yeah. So it's always better to get the shit from a DJ because he's like, not only do I want to play what's hot, but I want you to say the first time you heard Blank you was when DJ Easy Ice yeah. playing that shit. Alright, so let's do some news real quick. We're gonna, since we're talking to a rapper, let's get into some hip hop news. And we brought this up earlier, man. Dr. Dre moves up Detox release date. I'm definitely putting the album out this year. Yeah. All I gotta say to that is 
Word, Grace. I just, Word. I heard that, uh, you know, that Scott Storch is going to be working with again. You know, I'm sure Eminem and Snoop are going to be on it, which would be, you know, incredible as always. I'm just hoping that he keeps it. You know, he normally don't really care about what's going on. Yeah. You know, even back to the NWA days, it's like yeah. there was one line in the NWA song, like, we didn't cross over, they crossed over to us. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, I like, the thing about Dre that I, that I like is the beats going to always be dope. Yeah. And since he don't write his own shit, Whatever rapper he got on there, that whole song is basically by them. So he popular enough and famous enough to be like, I'm gonna get Jay on two songs, I'm gonna get Eminem on three songs. Everybody gonna get What you gonna you gonna not pick up your phone or Dre calls you something? Come on, dog. Yeah. Come on. Dog. So I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm predicting. I'm hoping that if he drops it and he keeps it real like he always does, that that'll start to swing back to the, you know, fuck all this glow stick music. Yeah, I would love to, I would love to see it, man. And um. I'm going to read a little bit from this article. Um, this is Dre talking. Yes, hopefully we'll be releasing Under Pressure in the next two weeks or so. Which Under Pressure is a new song that Dre has featuring Jay-Z. Come on. Come on. Come on yeah, yeah you'll answer the phone. I still remember the watch it too, man. Anyway, oh, yeah. Dre said in an interview referring to his Jay-Z collaboration, and I'm definitely going to be putting the album out this year. Finally, you know. And I think everybody is going to be happy with it. This is it right now. I'm just trying to finish the record and finally get it done, get it out, and start promoting it. Hell yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's also um, a script for another huge pushback of the Mythical album. See, that's the thing. He waited so long, they call him the shit Mythical. Because Dre, Dre will make you wait on the fucking album. Dre is on some like, y'all coming out with the chronic. And then that was like 1997, 98. People like, alright, chronic 2001. And then everybody's like, alright, we'll see Dre. But, like, that's what I like about Dre is, like, the wait. It's always worth the wait. You never... Yeah. Like, you never put the shit out and then you just be yeah. like, man, like, I can't even believe this. Like, you know, you know how, I mean, they say people don't, you know, buy music no more. Like, you know, Wayne sold a million his first week. So, I mean, that'll let you know that if people want to get it, they'll go get yeah. it. Yes, they will. I, I'll go buy that. Yeah. You know, I ain't even got to hear a song on the radio. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yo, it's out. So, yeah. I, I'll yeah. go get it. They serve people, people, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so... Anyway, Dre say he coming out some shit this year. Dre, don't let me down, man. Come out with that shit. Stop fucking with me. Um, Eve is talking shit, I guess, about Nicki Minaj. I don't know that much shit about Nicki Minaj, man. I just be hearing her name pop up, but I don't really listen to music or nothing. I mean, she's like the new, the new hot girl right now. I mean, she, you know, she. She don't sound nothing like Little Kim at all. She does have her own very distinct sound. I mean, I think kind of the look. You know how everybody's like cookie, cookie cutter mold. You know, you got to do this. She's kind of like the new. You know, I ain't gonna say the new Little Kim, but she's in all that. You know, I'm freaky. You know, right, whatever, okay. whatever. And, uh, if, if you heard some of her stuff, you know, her voice is, is definitely unique. She sounds good. All right, so he's talking about um, Nicki Minaj in this article. Um, She's definitely a quirky chick. That's a good word for her. Eve said in the interview. First of all, man, why women? When you bring up another woman, why can't a woman just ever just be like, they cool and just, just, just stop the interview? Like if it was a dude, like if I come up to you and I'm not like, yo man, what you think about Stay Low from so and so, and you don't really fuck with him, it's gonna just be like, yeah, he's straight. It won't even make the article. I'd be like, damn, I can't even use that question. Meanwhile, Eve got, this shit is like a whole paragraph of shit I'm about to read. When she could have just ended it there. Now, you know some beef gonna pop out by the time I get to the end of this. Mm-hmm. Alright. That's a good word for her. 
when she had the Freddy Krueger gloves, and I was like, wow. But at the same time, whatever you decide to do, especially in music, you got to go hard and own it. You can't be timid wearing Freddy Krueger gloves in a video. If you look insecure, people are going to, I hate pop-ups, people are going to be like, why are you doing that? You got to fucking own it, and she did. I think that's dope. Trust me, no one's competition for me, and that sounds cocky, but I seriously believe in such a, live in such a Eve world, and not a crazy everything is me bubble, it's just I'm building an empire, I go on Twitter and people say, yo, not Nicki Minaj out the box, but ultimately we all help each other, I happen to see these chicks in the game, it's too much testosterone, when I see another female, my immediate reaction is not, oh I gotta go get my shit right, I got 900 other things to do, I can't keep worrying about what's coming up behind me, a lot of subliminal shit in there, what's coming up behind me. I can't even be worried about that. It's Eve's world. Like, it's, it's no, like, she couldn't have just been like, yo, she's straight. I don't really fuck with her and keep it moving. It had to be some extra shit in there, man. That's just something you don't see dudes do, man. I mean, most, I know you know, you experience this stuff with your job all the time, but, like, women just, they not cool to work with, man. Like, no. She thinks she cute. She ain't said nothing to you. Yeah, she thinks she cute. She come in here with the man and feels like she cute. It's just, I don't know, man. It's kind of whack, and especially in hip hop where it ain't that many women in the first place. Like, you think they would just be like, look, man, she is another female trying to make it. I don't really have nothing bad to say about her. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then Rough Riders drag on. Drag on. I ain't heard about this motherfucker in a minute. Speaking of which, Drag On had one of the worst CDs I've ever heard. He was, how can you kill? How can you kill that Rough Riders album? And then come out with your own CD and be the wackest. He was the wackest. Oh, oh man. He garbage. He had some shit about being Pokemon. Like calling his dick Pokemon or some shit. It was whack, though. Anyway, he said, yeah, of course, he was always going to be in it to win it. She's working on her album right now, too. I heard it's bananas, too. Like, it's crazy. She's always in it to win it. But I like Nicki Minaj. I ain't going to front. I like her swag and what she's got going on. So, apparently, he don't have nothing going on. I don't really want to talk too much about him because he's pretty whack. Yes, he is. And uh, let's see. Lil Mama recently discussed Minaj's use of sex appeal. Nicki Minaj is a talented rapper, Lil Mama said in the interview. She's out there. She's doing her. What she represents, I don't represent. She's doing something different. That's her lane. That's the voice of the young people. Lil Mama, I focus on bringing up young girls to respect their bodies, respect themselves, not their selves. Ah, they sell do it up. So that's how little mama feels about it. Another subliminal diss. You know what I'm saying? Where you like, oh yeah, I respect her. She's hot. She's doing it her way. But you know, I ain't a hoe, so I don't really listen to that shit or support anything she does. That's just, I don't know, man. The, the whole back. I don't. Know, maybe it's just the magazines playing these chicks against each other. But yeah, I don't know, man. I, I it's kind of whack to see people go at it like that. If I was a rapper. I would never say shit bad about nobody. Yeah, you don't never know who you're going to be working with, collaborating with, who's going to make you money. I'll be like, Drake, if you have beef with me and I don't like you, you'll never know. Because I'm trying to be on your album. I'm trying to <laughs> fucking be on your tour. We need to make money, man. I don't got time yeah. to be fucking. Can you imagine we had beef at regular jobs? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, where the dog. You see how he did that PowerPoint presentation <laughs> disrespecting me and shit? Yeah. Took my name off. 
Yo, we got beef now. I see that motherfucker in the cafeteria. I'm going to step in his hand on, to the wall. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm putting Word. I'm putting Word Microsoft on all y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> I wish a nigga would look at me like that, dog. Oh, anyway, speaking of, um, speaking of beef, man, Duke won national championship. So they went and got some rappers, uh, some rappers and Shaq to comment on Duke's championship. I have no idea why. And it's not even, it's Ja Rule, Asherah, and Shaq. Like, what, what the fuck? Like, who wants to hear, where's Ja? Where's Ja Rule? Like, who, who had to hear his opinion? Uh, could care less. Yeah. Probably, but, he's probably somewhere paid. But since they said it, I gotta read it. Okay, I'm listening. I'm saying, alright, Shaq said, I'm saying it now, Butler wins about five. He wrote prior to the final game score. Then afterwards he wrote, Duke does it again. I thought that last shot by Butler was good. Okay, why did that make the news? Um, Twitter is like the devil because this is making people writing. People that write articles, they job getting a little too easy. They really just reporting like, then Shaq said, I gotta use the bathroom. Then he was like, oh, never mind, I'm straight. And then, ah, they ain't gotta work no more. Ja Rule tweeted about Duke's former players and congratulated the Blue Devils on their win. Ja Rule, I guess I should read this in Ja Rule voice. Duke only produces college stars. <laughs> what NBA stars came from Duke? Uh, so far, I've only got three that were all-stars. Hill, Grand, and Boozer. Uh, part of the reason is that Coach K likes to stay away from the one-and-done players when recruiting. I don't, I don't see what's so bad about that. Like, I get that. I get that people are like, you know, you should take the one-and-done players. But if you're a great coach, isn't part of coaching building up a dude over four years to get him to the best of his potential? Coaching isn't all about, like, who can recruit the best dude and just have him go out and win a ring without doing shit. Like, I respect that more about Coach K than other coaches because it's like he won that shit with his players. Yeah. People that people was like, this dude is good, but he's no John Wall. So even though John Wall was only there for a year, like he ain't win a ring and he's gone. And Rick Pitino got to go recruit the next John Wall or Kyle Perry or whoever the fuck coaching that team. They got to go recruit the next John Wall. Meanwhile, Coach K is like, I, uh, Shire's good this year, but I'm going to have him work on his jump shot next year. Okay, we're going to work on his ball handling his third year. By fourth year, he's the grittiest motherfucker on the court. That's coaching. Like, coaching isn't just being like, yeah, man, so I got the number six dude, the number four dude, the number two point guard. All right, man, y'all going to have a good time. I'm going to be over here chilling and uh, reading the paper. Y'all let me know if y'all need some coaching done. So I think that's kind of whack when people use that whole excuse of, you know. And then the other thing, Duke don't got good NBA players. First of all, it's a college man. He's not coaching the NBA. He's coaching people. When he coached the NBA, he didn't want to go mid. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he can't coach. He had Kobe out there just playing deep. Yeah. Like, Kobe was like, Coach, I don't even want to shoot, man. Just, uh, I'm just going to lock this motherfucker up. Kobe's like, Coach K, I don't think I'm going to play in all the games. And he's yeah. like, well, uh, then you're not going to be on this team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a four-year program. Sorry to tell you, son. We don't need you. <laughs> like, but that's, like, that's the thing, though, man. Like, I respect the shit out of Coach K just because... He did it his way. And Kobe wanted him to coast the legs. Remember yeah, when they I had remember that. that. Had I remember that. Uh, before oh, yeah. they got Phil Jackson back. Oh, yeah. And, um, like, I respect that because sometimes doing it your way is more important than having the top recruit every year. So, 
Um, I'm really, like I said, I'm digging, I'm digging the Coach K. I'm digging the day one of the title. I'm not a Duke fan. I'm a Carolina fan. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Title does stay in the ACC. Georgia I mean, Tech. Georgia three Tech. Three out of the last four. Georgia Tech. Shout out to, shout out to your cousin. Yeah, shout out to Anthony Morrow. Georgia hey, Morrow. Georgia Tech. But I mean, um, you know, home of the point guard. But um, I'm just saying that these dudes, like that this Duke, because of the, the whole NBA shit, or they don't have a, you know, they don't have the number one recruit. You can't, like, you gotta back off of that. Sometimes you just respect the way somebody does it. People forget Coach K is a Bobby Knight disciple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People forget that shit. I don't know why they forget it. Maybe because Coach K never choked the dude in public or he curses a little quieter than Bobby, but Coach K got the Bobby Knight in him that's like, son, you gonna come here and study these books and get your ass out of here. I've been, I've been to a couple of ACC tournaments and Coach K, you know, he be dropping an F bomb on him like it ain't no thing. No, I don't know if you ever noticed. Next time you watch a Duke game, when they call a timeout, those Duke players get so close that uh, you, you can always see the other coach and what he's saying. You ain't seeing what Coach K saying. Right. Because he letting them have it. Right. You know what I mean? He, so he, yeah, I heard he gets it, man. Oh. I just think his image is just different from how it really is because people just forget that. Homeboy, he gets it in, man. He gets oh, yeah. it in. So, anyway, so Ja Rule was dissing this motherfucker. He's like, uh, this is a good game, though. The refs don't call shit in college. I love it. These must be the refs from the Rutgers. <laughs> they wasn't calling shit in that game, though. No, like they were brawling. Dude, they was, like, everybody's like, that's an ugly game. And it wasn't, it wasn't one of the greatest games I've ever seen. But it was a good game. Yeah. And part of the reason it was good yeah. was because they did swallow the whistle. Yeah. And Butler is a scrappy team. And Duke's a scrappy team. So it was yeah. like watching a heavyweight fight, man. Um, but, let's see. Asher Rob talked about it. I don't even know why they really quoted him. Let's see. They're letting them play a game with basketball. That's what's up. All I do is hit free throws and get fouls. Butler 55, Duke 56, 502 left. Why are they even putting that part in the audience? Ah, like, they could have. They did a cut. I know the tape, score. Didn't they? Yeah, I know the score. Dog. But um, anyway, man, I'm, I'm going to skip some of these dudes because they ain't talking about shit. Um, but basically, they took a bunch of rappers' tweets and made an article out of that shit. But let's talk about some real news. All right. Alright, the dude that I hate, we, we named an episode after him and everything, he had, a, he had another one of his movies come out, <sighs> Tyler Perry, <laughs> can't stand that motherfucker, man. I, hate his, I hate his movies, he cool, I mean I don't really disrespect his hustle, but I ain't about to sit up here, why did I get married too? Yeah. I ain't about to sit up and act like the movies is good, though, just because you're making money. I saw the poster for that in the barbershop, though. It looked kind of cool. It looked kind of cool. It had, like, the ring with the, and the handcuffs. You see it? Was the Boulet man selling copies yeah, of it outside? he was, but the, post, <laughs> the, the official poster for it was kind of hot. The Boulet man probably got Why Do I Get Married 3 already and shit. <laughs> He's like, starring Bo King Woodbine and, uh... But, um, this? Uh, Tyler Perry has done it yet again. His latest opus to the melodrama of marriage, Why Did I Get Married To, landed at number two at the box office this weekend with a gross of $29 million. But at this point in Perry's career, his ability to sell movies, sell tickets in sight of mostly poor critical reception is no surprise. So basically, everyone thinks this is shit. And $29 million? What the fuck, man? Why ain't I rich yet? I don't get this. Like, people like my shit, and I ain't rich. People are like, yo, this movie is shitty, but I'm going to go see it. And you know what? It's back to 
what he was saying about rapping, he already had a base of people because he toured for years and years and years. Yeah, so a lot of people were already following him. A lot of people kind of had a buzz about him. He wrote some books or two or something. Yeah, so when it got to the point where he started making these movies, it's just something about black people saying black people on screen and all black and we'll throw our money at that even if it's trash. Let's fight these directly. Yeah, we got issues with that. Like, you know, I need y'all to think. You know, the shit ain't all free. We're like, oh, fuck that fake shit. Mm-mm. Make me laugh. Yeah. Is she cheating on him or not? How did you get that STD? Fuck that shit, man. I hate that. They getting tattoos? If not, I'm not going to watch it. Uh, but I, and that's why... A 40-year-old actor, author, and filmmaker... What do you do about that? Has gone from promoting his own place. What the fuck could a Tyler Perry book be about? I have no idea. What the fuck? Who would read that? Read it. it was like cramps. It must be a coloring book or some shit, man. And of course, it's all in black. It's all stereotypes and shit. God, I hate that motherfucker. Anyway, um. <sighs> <laughs> you sound depressed. You alright? You're taking that a little too personal. I'm just saying, man. I don't hate on people for making a lot of money. Yes, because he makes money. I just money. feel sad that enough people in this. In America, in a recession, when they about to have their health care nationalized, was like, I'm gonna give twenty nine million dollars to Tyler Perry, mm-hmm. and it's a whack ass movie. What the fuck, man? How do we have a deficit? The economy can't be doing that bad. <laughs> How do we have a deficit if a motherfucker could be like, yeah, man, let's just get twenty nine minutes to, to some, some whack shit. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> um. Created outside the Hollywood machine is causing some industry people to take notice. How are they just not taking notice? Anyway, Perry's kind of unrivaled in the sense that he can open a movie no matter what. He really has tapped into a specific t- storytelling form, said Cinematical.com film critic Ty, Ty Gilchrist. At this point, he has a consistent built-in audience. They're pretty much going to come out and see the movies no matter what That's because right. they're familiar with this style. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're talking about black people. And, and, my and specifically... Women. women. Yeah, women. Um, and my thing about it, and me you talked about this, he writes his movies like his plays. And when you're doing a play, you have over-exaggeration and things like that. Yeah, because I'm sitting 50 feet away from you. All right. But when you got a camera in your face, I don't need the over-exaggeration. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I haven't really watched his plays, but from watching his movies, I can imagine that his plays would be good. Yeah, his, yeah, nah, you know what I'm saying yeah. because I've been to plays before and I understand you're over, you're gonna over emote, you're yeah. gonna, you know, no one can see your face and you got a bunch of makeup on, so you have to be like, I'm crying and be all extra ex- expressive about it. But in a the movie theater, I just feel like, what do you think I'm fucking stupid? No one cries like that. No, nothing in life works out like that. You don't say, Jill Scott, you fat. I'm gonna take my mistress on a plane with me and you gotta drive in the snow up a mountain to get to me that shit would never happen in real life no that shit would never go down like that like, yeah. like there would be crazy. a fight on the plane me yeah. and you and southwestern would have some issues like in a movie plane. in a movie you can hit somebody with a subtle line and maybe a little close up of their face and that shit hits home a lot harder where it's just like you know instead of him like instead of being like maybe you should have had your fat ass on the plane which is over the top and everybody in the in the fucking airplane would be like why are you talking to your wife like that man calm the fuck down instead he'll just do some shit like like you could have just had him be like uh well you know you gotta get two tickets and that's enough of a hit to be like 
Oh, he trying to say she's fat. Big girl, you big. He trying to say, say she's gonna have to try. Mm, they turn in that chicken girl. Yeah, like you, like you get, you get it right there. But when, you, whenever you have a Tyler Perry movie, he has to make it be like, you know, those back of the bus insults where you say something and everybody be like, whoa, like are they gonna fight? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, man. I'm not even reading the rest of this bullshit because I don't like Tyler Perry. But please, I know a lot of black women listen to this podcast. Stop, stop saying this shit. Go just like rent it or like. Which I probably can't. Y'all just like bootleg that shit. Go to the barbershop or the hair salon and get this shit for free. I don't know. All right, so some girl got bullied and she killed herself. Oh, y'all ain't heard about the story yet? I think I did. They was talking about it. Said they gonna charge them boys, ain't they? Three teens charged in Massachusetts bullying case pled not guilty. This happened in Northampton, Massachusetts. Three teens accused of bullying a high school student for. Who committed suicide pleaded not guilty on related charges Tuesday. Sean Mulliba, Kayla, Nary, and Austin Renard were not present in Hampshire in the, at a Hampshire uh, Superior Court. They entered their pleas through their lawyers. Judge Judge Carhart hmm, upheld an agreement between prosecutors and defense attorneys that the defendants report to the state police bags for booking before Friday. That's how you know it's some white people. Anytime they be like, yeah, man, you can just come in anytime for Friday. Like, they, they be like, you got a lawyer. You don't spend some money. We know you're coming in, dog. We, you, you ain't running. Y'all, what y'all doing? What y'all doing? Okay, so you got a party go to Thursday? Uh, Friday around 2. That work for y'all? All right, cool, man. Adjourn. No, no, you ain't got to come to the end. See your lawyer. That's right. There would have been some brothers. They would have already had their mug shots in this article. What? <laughs> and it would look a little roughed up. <laughs> like, but, with a court-appointed court attorney. Yeah, yeah. With a court-appointed attorney. Yeah. If you don't got money, they don't like you. You yeah. gotta have something to lose before they let you do this shit. And they gonna be in jail because they couldn't pay their bail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they, like they, no. If you have something to lose, our, our justice system is more like, all right, you ain't gonna just skip bail because you don't put your house up yeah. and all this. You broke. They like lock his ass up now. He is not crossing the border. <laughs> yeah. They already have a picture with your jacket over your head. So I'm like, I ain't do that shit, man. <laughs> like walking into the courthouse like this. Bitch ain't. The bitch don't even know me. And shit like that. Um, um, the body of the 15-year-old Phoebe was found hanging in the stairway leading to the family's second floor apartment oh. in South Hadley on January 14th. That's pretty dramatic. I hate to be the person that found that shit. Say that. Yes. Um, she underwent what Shaibo described, that must be her attorney, as a month-long campaign of bullying that led her to commit suicide. The girl was on the receiving end of verbally assaultive behavior and threats of physical harm on school grounds by several South Hadley high school students. Um, you know how I call that? High school. It's the fuck everybody go through at high school. People talk shit about you. They want to fight you. That, that's life. Like, how the fuck? You can't kill yourself over that shit, man. That was, that was like 10th grade. You know how many fights I got? Like, oh, man, get your ass off the bus. It's on. I'm going to meet you at 3 o'clock. Like, I got a, And I wasn't even a fucking rough kid. I was just a regular-ass kid, and I had to fight people. She didn't have nobody to talk to? I guess not. Like, like most, like most uh, problems with the youth, uh, the question can be asked, where were the parents? Yeah. 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 I mean, how many yeah. how many things happen with some young people these days and you should be like, Well, where were the parents? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. First of all, I used to I fought this dude, Taylor Barton. 
dog, if you out there and I see you in the streets, I don't know what the fuck. I don't care how long we live, dog. We be in the old folks' home. If I see you, Taylor, it's on. I ain't forgot. You threw that pencil on my head. You think that shit is good, kid? You better watch your back. Anyway, um, so like, I fucked this one motherfucking dog like 12 times between like 8th grade to like 11th grade. And eventually, our parents had to get involved because we was fighting. We started just fighting everywhere. We be in the middle of math class and it just be like, I don't like the way you looking at me. And we just start fighting. So like, where was her parents at? This shit went on for a month straight. And then nobody called her, the school, didn't nobody call the yeah, other people's parents? a teacher. It's like no form of communication whatsoever. Yeah. Either she got some parents that don't care, or she got some pussy ass parents, which is just as bad. Because my parents would have called your parents, and we would have had to squash it. Cause I'm not, I take an ass whooping at school a couple of times. I ain't taking no ass whooping at home every time I get home. Because you won't leave me alone. That shit, that's that not get, That gets old. Yeah. Like, I'm not getting grounded. And, and you don't know how to shake the fuck up. <laughs> his dad, his dad is off the chain. His dad says that uh, Roger and Rodney um, was never bold enough to actually jump in his face. Because he said, if one of them ever did, he said, I would punch the hell out of one of them so hard. It would scare the other one. I looked at him, I was like, yeah, because his dad is like in his 50s, but his dad is like fit. He likes to play basketball. He works out. Mm-hmm. He would whoop most people's tail. On the low, he punched me before, but. Oh, he did? Yeah, my, did. Da- my dad punched me one time. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. ever want to. I didn't want that. I don't even remember the whole situation. Well, he was sitting down, right? I was young. Kojak was on. You know how Kojak used to be. Kojak. No, he, I don't remember much about Kojak, man, but I, I do remember, like, that must have been a racist-ass show, because, like, it was a bald-haired old white dude, and he rolled up on this junky-ass, like, skinny black dude that just looked like he did nothing but smoke crack all day. And he rolled up on him, he was like, so where's so-and-so, Tyrone, or whatever the fuck? The dude's just like, man, I ain't telling you shit, hungry or whatever. And homeboy grabbed his ass by the chest. Threw him against the wall and was like, Tell me where the drugs are! Whatever the fuck, right? So I'm, I'm sitting there watching with my dad. I'm thinking like, and he's laid up against the wall. I'm like, I'm gonna do that shit too. That's cool. Look at Kojak. So I grab my dad. I'm like, where the drugs? Where the drugs? And my dad's like, he's laughing. I'm young. I'm real young. He's laughing and shit. And then I, I Kojak slapped the dude. So I slapped my dad like, where the drugs at? And then I, and, and you, gotta, you gotta remember now, my dad was raised during like real racism. I was raised with quasi-racism. It's like, I don't think I got that job at McDonald's, you know. That might have been racist. Like, he was raised with, like, we shall overcome and sell out yeah. them and water hoses and shit. So I slapped him. I was like, where the truth is at, nigga? My dad got so quiet. I got quiet. He was just like, oh, he it, felt like you. it felt like the calm before the storm was just, like, everything got quiet, like, in a shootout, like an old John Wayne movie where it just, like, everything get quiet. Everybody, everybody staring at each other. And he's just yeah. like, oh, shit, he about to start shooting people. So he got quiet. And, like, it was like the Terminator. Like, I slapped him. And when he turned his head back straight, I was, and he just kind of cocked it at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? All I remember was my mom just telling me, like, baby, you all right? Like, I don't even remember everything that happened after that. I just remember, like, don't, you know, your daddy don't be wanting to hurt you and stuff. You got to, but. When mom got to come and apologize, he whooped your ass. Yeah, I don't remember how, I, I don't even remember everything. Like, I know yeah, I didn't. Like, like he probably be like, you made that shit up. I did not make that shit up. I don't remember how everything went down because I was young. I do remember wind escaping my chest and not being able to reclaim that shit for a minute. So I would never step to my pops, period. Um, Alright, let's do a couple more articles and we'll get out of here. Kicked out for breastfeeding? 
A St. Paul mother takes issue with the treatment she got at a restaurant. She didn't go to the bathroom. Don't probably see you breastfeeding while they trying to eat that lo mein. I don't know exactly what happened, but let's break it down. Bethany Morton didn't breastfeed her first child, now three, but she decided to with her second child. She looked up the state statute on breastfeeding in public and learned that she could feed her child basically whenever and wherever she wanted, she said. First of all, no. the fact that she looked this shit up, you sound like the kind of person who likes to sue people. Like she clearly was like, let me keep the research on this shit first. So when they come at me, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a natural act like, oh, my baby's so hungry. She was just like, let me go up in the middle of McDonald's. Anyway, her research came in handy Easter weekend when... At incidents in two cities, she was asked to cover up for while breastfeeding. In the yeah. most serious case, police were called. They were within their rights to ask me, but I don't have to comply. You bitch. You bitch. Like, kind of shit is be considerate of other people. People are like, man, I'm just trying to keep my food down, man. Like, titties don't go with everything. I know I most, that dudes, most dudes, you know, might disagree, but it's a time for titties and it's a time. I'm in aha. Yeah, I'm in IHOP. I just want regular milk. I don't need breast milk. I just need I just need regular milk with my pancakes, and I want eggs. You know what I'm saying? I don't really need titties in my face at the time. I'm trying to talk to my little kids and shit, and my wife, and now I'm sitting over here. I can't concentrate because titties all over the place. That's ridiculous. That's why I be some kind of safety hazard. Gotta be. Morton, 24, of St. Paul, said she was dining at Old Country Buffet in Maplewood about 6 p.m. Sunday with her fiance and their two boys. Now you know it's Easter Sunday. It's six PM. Everybody got their like let's take let's take great grandma out to eat. Ooh, let's go to old country buffet. It just sound like a place where you take your kids at the at the church and shit and I mean, was she open did she would I mean, because you can cover yourself up. Uh, let's see what she said. She said she tried to be discreet, pulling down one side of her low cut blouse. And shifting in her booth to face away from the rest of the restaurant. What she tried I- using a blanket to cover her son's head for privacy, but he wiggled it off. So, because he's just going to town in the titties. <laughs> Soon the server came by and told Morton to cover her son with and, bre- and breast with the blanket. Morton said, she said no. So if you're trying to cover, you put the cover over the kid's head and he wriggles it off. Someone comes by and says, hey, can you put it back? And you go, No. Then what the fuck? You you're not you're not yeah, trying. You're yeah. Looking, you're just looking to sue. Old and, and kids buffet. do that, so just bring a big sheet. The server got a manager told the chick cover up believe. She refused. They can ask me, but I don't have to reply, comply. Did you have to leave the restaurant though? The manager left when he refer, returned. He told the family to leave. And and I'm not. I, I'm normally not on restaurant manager side because I fucking hate restaurant managers. This is like slave masters. Uh, the people that kill the Jews and then restaurant managers like there's some evil motherfuckers and I hate they know me on cutthroat yeah Yeah, I hate those motherfuckers anyway um so anyway the men told her you know get the fuck out they wouldn't leave and uh finally uh you know she said we were not being rude we weren't yelling we didn't raise our voices my fiance has a loud voice in general but we weren't yelling so they probably were yelling the manager eventually gave the family a refund, told them to go because they were being rude and non-compliant. We didn't want to leave, but we just did. Because they finally got their food free. Yes. I've dealt with these motherfuckers. I was yes. aware. Yes. I've dealt with, I know the face of the, the free food motherfucker when they walk in the door. It's like, I'm going to say some shit is wrong with my food. I get something free. After you ate half, you ate half your T-bone steak. Yeah. Wait, there's a dick in my food. I'm like, oh, it's your dick. 
Oh, I want my, I want my money back. This is ridiculous. The service here sucks. No tip. We didn't want to leave, but we just did. We decided we'd deal with it later because we didn't want to cause a scene. Deal with it later probably means to I'm not even reading the rest of this shit. Alright. New Jersey McDonald's assault suspect Rashawn East faces five years in prison over a filet of fish sandwich. Oh, a filet of fish sandwich. Give me that filet of fish. <laughs> Give me that fish. <laughs> and look at this dude picture. <laughs> they don't even. Need, they don't even need the first word in the subtitle. Angry. Like we see, word. he is obviously upset about this fish sandwich. Angry thirty four. You might want to know people that don't put the H on the fish sandwich, or just like a fish sandwich. <laughs> I just want a fish sandwich. Angry thirty four year old from New Brunswick climbed in a drive through window after being frustrated by his slow order. South Brunswick police say the man in Route 1 McDonald's smack, Smackdown video has turned himself into 11.30 it is 11.30 a.m. Monday. Police say after the video was televised, they received a number of tips of identifying Rashawn East 34 as a culprit. You know you got anger problems when people watch the news, see an unbelievable clip, and they be like, that's that nigga. That's that nigga Rashawn. <laughs> That nigga right He's doing that again. Yeah. He got mad about that 40 the last week at the, the liquor store. And he ain't gonna pull that shit on McDonald's. The suspect said he and his children saw the video footage of the assault televised and he decided it was time to turn himself in. Police are charged the late night muncher with simple assault and making terroristic threats. They're convicted. East must have been sentenced to, could be sentenced up to five years in prison over a fish sandwich. From McDonald's. What could you possibly say to a drive-thru clerk that would get you five years in prison over a fish sandwich? I kill all y'all motherfuckers. Fucking my fish sandwich. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's the dude. They, it might be something, but is that the dude that climbed out his car, climbed through the window, and then smacked up? Smacked the person on the what? other side. I think that's that same dude. Yeah, they said that he got angry. I drive through. Got out of here physically. Got out of his car. Went through the window. Smacked the person. Took his food. Climbed out and rode away. Through the window. Mm-hmm. Through the wow. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Toss on my shop. <laughs> 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 uh, all he wanted was a filet of fish sandwich. An expensive fish sandwich. But he lost his cool and things got out of hand from there. Police said he paid for his order. But became angry because he felt it took too long for the worker to bring his sandwich. Then, now I will, I won't lie. It's been times I've been to McDonald's. Maybe pulling that, that, like, can you just pull up shit? And I'll be like, I can jump through this window and smack your ass. Hell I don't. no, this is fast food. I don't ever treat fast food people like shit. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what kind of person does that. You know what kind of risk you taking with your food? None of that. They get paid minimum wage. Come on, dog. Yeah, and, and nobody. Normally they throw in something free when, you know what I'm saying? When, yeah, when they, when they fuck up. Like, like apple pie. Yeah. yeah. I take that. And nothing, dog. What's worse than you getting paid minimum wage? Somebody come up, cuss your ass out over a one ninety nine fish sandwich, and it's like three in the morning. I'm gonna, I would do something to your food, and I'm a nice guy. I would do something to your food. I don't know what I would do, but you need to calm the fuck down, sir. You obviously ain't doing too good in life either. You at McDonald's at three in the fucking morning ordering dollar menu items. Calm down, brother. Anyway. So homeboy climbed through the window, hollered at the employee, then pushed him against the counter before threatening him, then slapping the worker in the face. Damn. He got How big was that window? 
That's the biggest drive-through window in the world. Cause brother don't look like he she ain't my size. He got a thick. You can take that WWE SmackDown shit. And, and he went feet first, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> Off the top of the window. Oh shit, JD. Anyway, homeboy served 30 months in prison. Oh, what a surprise. He done been to prison before. <laughs> uh, so he gonna get all five of them years over that damn sandwich. Why don't you all ever end with, and the Harvard graduate, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. After graduating from Brown, he just said he lost it for a second. There's <laughs> always some motherfucker that's been to prison. Market crashed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't wait to go back to prison. This motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> he said Dow Jones was getting to him. It was just getting to him. <laughs> um, at least he wasn't in the tea party. That would have been a trifecta, man. Oh, um, too much. Cops. Man went to the wrong house for group sex. Oh. I'm here for the game. The six o'clock game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, don't, we don't have that schedule. <laughs> Police say a bogus ad for group sex led to arrest of a man who allegedly entered the wrong house and broke the 18-year-old woman. <gasps> no. Wow. Here's, here's what I'm saying. All right, I get you go to the wrong house. That can happen to anybody. I mean, anybody that searched the net looking for orgies to show up to people's house they don't know that have sex with them. Like, other than that, it can happen to anybody. What I don't get is when you show up and they be like, um, nah, this is the wrong address. You be like, Oh, that must mean I need to grab your titties, and then that'll, that must be the code. Like, dude, yeah. it, it's over. It's, what the, why the fuck you gonna catch a charge? You, what's your shame? You should be embarrassed at the fact they looking at you like, you showed up for the what? No, bro, you need to get out. How are you just gonna be like, oh, 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 you mean, oh, you mean I must, I need to grab your titties, is that what it is? Okay. No. Richard Zed, 29, of Newton, was arrested the, was was responding to the Craigslist ad yesterday when he let himself into the wrong house where the woman repeatedly asked him to leave. Of course. Of course. Maybe he thought that was part of the, the group sex thing. Like, they put that shit in the ad. Like, even if they ask you to leave, they take get out and call the police. That's the code. That's the code. That means that it's on. You're just the first one to get there. Um, he went to the address in the ad but was told to leave by residents. Who's more than one person in the house? Uh, well, you know what? It was goose eggs. You probably thought everybody was supposed to be there. It's like, damn, y'all got kids in here and everything. Y'all, y'all crazy as hell. <laughs> Your grandma gonna watch? Damn. Got them all messed up. <laughs> but, uh, so then, um, they told him to leave. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, who said they didn't place the police there? They, they then went back to the woman's house and allegedly groped her. He was charged with misdemeanor sexual assault, burglary, and other crimes. I'd like to know what the other crimes were. He was held on two hundred and fifty thousand dollars bail. That was the wife it Had to be, dog. Yeah. Zed, Edh. I don't know brothers like that. A brother, a woman who answered the phone at the home this morning declined to comment. Police say they're trying to find out who placed the ad. So that's the last. That's the last article. Well, I tell you this: you show up at my house with some group sex, you're gonna have some serious issues. Yeah, especially, I mean, you know. But he left and came back. That's yeah. what's crazy. <laughs> so he's like, well, she was hot anyway. So yeah. I'm like, I'm going to talk her into it. Yeah, he's like, what? Maybe I was early. You know what I'm saying? I, the e-bike can't say 715 until question mark. You know what I'm saying? So maybe it just ain't copper. They ain't got the music started yet. 
Anyway, man, um, we really appreciate you having being on the show, man. We went a little long today, man. Yeah, you wanna, man. Good you want to plug us? Uh, like, where we gonna find your music, man? What's what's the upcoming sites? Uh, you know, uh, MySpace is not really, I guess. It's not really as popular as it used to be. You know, we're on there, uh, myspace.com, that player GQ, uh, Facebook, you know, same thing, that player GQ, Twitter, it's all, you know, the same. Uh, yeah, should have the new CD on iTunes, you know, we'll have some songs played, you know, throughout this uh, podcast. Sex Lives and Mixtapes. Okay. Yeah, we'll probably gonna put we'll probably open up the show with, with yeah, actually uh in my in my the, the, the intro city got a shout out, you know what I'm saying, to the Tabola and uh and all that. But uh it should be on iTunes uh next three to four weeks. We'll probably do a couple parties or whatnot. So we trying to trying to get it. Cool, man. Had a good time here at the podcast. Me and me and me and Rod go back so far. It used to be called Random Thoughts. Yeah, you I remember forgot that. about that. It used to be called um, Random Thoughts. The whole if you wasn't in the Random Thoughts email chain, you didn't, you didn't really know random crew. what was going on. So yeah, good. Everything's going good. Uh, let's see, shout out anybody? What about Trotty, South Slope. Yeah, you know, uh, stay low, stay low, keep firing. Uh, <laughs> everybody, Ryan, South Slope, everybody, you know everybody, still trying to do their thing. So. My boy Ooh, Jay man. Lucas working with this dude as a pop dude. He made glow stick music too, but he uh, got signed to do the. Uh, he signed with Legends in Vegas to do the Michael Jackson. He was in that group, the Jabberwockies. You know, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he's nasty with the dancing, but you know, we're working on a couple things this year. So I'm, I'm like Bernie Mac. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't believe shit till shit happens. So I know you're talking about it. You know, That's so. true. Cool. I appreciate you coming. Yeah, on. man. Had a good time. Had a good time. Everybody else, uh, follow us on Twitter. You know, search. Make sure you uh, leave us a review on iTunes, the Blackout Tips. Uh, just search that on iTunes. Leave us a little review. Tell them you on the topic, top ten most slept on rap lines ever. <laughs> we might have to most under Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm trying. It that's might, what I want to hear. Have, it might have to be that. That's a lot of research. <laughs> um, but uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. Um, say that again. That is in D A T. And uh, until next time, we are out. Uh, love you. I love you too. And we out. Some more. Got honeys in my ear, say she likes how my crew